The morning after Yaakov and Leah's wedding, after all the locals got together and celebrated together with them, husband and wife have had what seems to be a very bitter argument and conversation. Yaakov turns to Leah and says, Ram Isa Bas Ramai, swindler, the daughter of a swindler, liar, the daughter of a liar. All night, says Yaakov, I was calling you Rochel, and you kept responding to me in the affirmative, saying yes, yes. And now in the morning I refer to you as Leah, and once again you say yes, you lied about, you lied about your identity all night. How could you do this to me? And noch, on the night of our wedding. And Leah responds, I learned it, says Leah, from you. You did the same thing. Your father referred to you as Esav over and over again, and you kept saying, yes, Esav Oni, it's me, I'm Esav. And then in the end, when your father referred to you as Yaakov, once again you said, yes, it was me. You lied about your identity, pretending to be your brother. I lied about my identity, pretending to be my sister. I learned it from you, says Leah to Yaakov. Don't you sit there and lecture me about me being a deceiver or a scammer or a dishonest person. You're only here in my father's house in the first place because you're running away from Esav, whom you impersonated and took the brachas. You don't get to tell me that I'm a scammer or a dishonest person. This is the conversation that Das Akanim tells us takes place between Yaakov and Leah the morning after the wedding. What does it really mean? And does Leah really mean that she, quote, learned this from Yaakov? I mean, Leah wasn't there when Yaakov pretended to be Esav. What did she mean when she says, she said, I learned this from you. In the idea that Yaakov disguises himself as Esav, Hakoil koil Yaakov, Yitzchak says, the voice sounds like Yaakov, the hands feel like Esav. There's a beautiful insight that's given on this from the Hasidic masters. The Hasidic masters say Yaakov, by getting dressed up as Esav, wasn't really lying. He wasn't being deceitful about his identity. He was expressing a profound depth and truth that was communicated in order to earn him the real brachas of Yitzchak. You see, Yitzchak and Yaakov and Rivka knew that these brachas that Yitzchak was giving we're going to apply to all of Yaakov's descendants. For thousands of years, all of Klal Yisrael, the 12 Shvotim, and all of their children would all be impacted by these brachas. And so Yaakov comes to his father one day and says, listen, my dear father, my descendants, Bnei Yisrael, the Jewish people, among them, there are going to be two types. There are going to be those who look like Yaakov, who talk like Yaakov, who act and speak and dress like Yaakov. When seeing them, one can very easily determine that these are Jews. And then says Yaakov, I'm going to have descendants, unfortunately, who are going to look and talk and appear to be just like Esav. Hayodayim yedei Esav, among my descendants, there will be Jews who are barely recognizable, if at all, as being Jews. When looking at them from the outside, it's very difficult to see what differentiates them at all, in fact, from Esav. So Yaakov gets dressed up in the garments of Esav and he goes to his father Yitzchak and says, as a Yid, as a Yaakov dressed as an Esav, I want, me, I want you to bless me in this form, in this state. Give me the brachas now. 
You know what the brachas will do? The brachas will empower the Jewish people, all of Yaakov, as he's dressed as Esau, all of his descendants, that whenever they're faced by a real Esau, whenever the actual Esau comes and threatens them, their true identity, their true neshama will emerge. Unity will become apparent between those Jews who look like Yaakov's and those Jews who look like Esau's. They will merge into one human being and the whole world will say, Aha! It's really the same Jew, though he may talk one way and act a different way, or sometimes talk like this and sometimes act like that. It's not two different people, it's the same. Hakoil koil Yaakov the Jews who look like Yaakov and the Jews who look like Esau will unite in the face of danger and together defeat, defeat their enemies, defeat the real Esau's and teach their children what it means to really be a Yaakov type of Jew. The Pesach says Yitzchak doesn't recognize Yaakov in this state. It doesn't mean that Yitzchak doesn't literally recognize Yaakov. What it means is that Yitzchak sees a depth and an ability in his son Yaakov that until that point he was unaware of. Look at this. A Jew, even dressed in the garments, even with the hair of Esau on his arms and his neck, can retain his identity, can retain his neshama. And in the moment of need, the true identity comes out and unity is established between the Yaakovs and the Esau's, between those who appear to be Yaakovs and those who appear to be Esau's in the Jewish nation. This is what Yaakov accomplished by getting dressed up as Esau and earning and getting correctly the brachas from his father Yitzchak. Now let's go to the story of Rochel and Leah. Rochel and Leah were sisters. The commentaries, in fact, even ask, how was Yaakov allowed to marry two sisters? This is biblically forbidden. And the Torah says that Yaakov kept all the mitzvahs even before they were given. So how was he allowed to marry two sisters? One of the answers that are given for this is that when the Torah says a man may not marry two sisters, there's a reason for this. The reason is because if you marry two sisters, you make them compete against each other. And you take two people who naturally love each other and turn them into competitors, turn them into two individuals that are, that are at each other's necks. In the words of the Mishnah, two wives of the same man are called, literally called tsaris, causes of strife and pain for each other. And yet, in the case of Yaakov marrying Rochel and Leah, we know that it wasn't despite Rochel that Yaakov married Leah, it was actually Rochel who facilitated that Yaakov married Leah. Because Yaakov and Rochel had anticipated that Lovan may pull off this shtick and this move and try to marry him off to Leah first, made Simone, made signs between them, and Rochel gave those signs to her sister Leah in order not to embarrass her. And before Matan Torah, the commentaries say, if marrying the two sisters would not cause jealousy or hatred between the two of them, it was permissible to marry them both. And so Rochel and Leah, who facilitate both, them, who go into this relationship, both of them with open eyes, both knowing that they'll be married to the same man, who, who facilitate for themselves and for each other this marriage, are not really tsoros, they're not really sources of animosity and hatred towards each other, God forbid. On the contrary, as loving sisters, they went into this relationship knowing that they would be the mothers of Klal Yisrael, of the Jewish people. One who looks at it from the outside can say, well, look at this, Rochel, the marriage of Rochel and Leah to the same man doesn't seem to be all that harmonious. That seems like there are very difficult moments in the marriage. Yes, says Leah to Yaakov the morning after their marriage. Don't think that our marriage 
which will include Yaakov, Leah, and Rachel. They knew immediately. They knew immediately that Rachel would be, would be brought into this marriage. They knew that together they would have 12 sons and build all of Klal Yisrael. Leah says to Yaakov, the morning after the marriage, don't look at this superficially. Don't look at this as a marriage with two wives who will compete. On the contrary, as two sisters and as mothers of Klal Yisrael, we will help each other and build each other and build a Jewish nation all of us together. In fact, she tells Yaakov, I learned this from you. You were the one who said that even when a Jew looks like, even when a Jew is dressed like an Esau, inside is really the neshama of a Yaakov, that the Jews can unite together no matter how they look. So says Leah to Yaakov, Rochel and I are sisters. We have a deep and powerful love for each other. We're committed to the same goal. And we will all accomplish it together. Marry Rachel. Bring her into the marriage. Let's build the chosen nation of Hashem. And let's build it together. It's a powerful message because the truth is, again, as I mentioned before, Rachel and Leah at times seem to be competing. Rachel and Leah at times, it seems like there is strife between the two of them. No, says Leah, it isn't real. Scratch the surface and you'll discover the powerful Avas Yisrael, the powerful love that exists between one Jew and another. I read something recently that, sh- that, that shook me really, really deeply. I was reading that lately, over the past couple of months, even years, our enemies who just recently, a couple of weeks ago, attacked us, were monitoring. They were monitoring the political situation of the Jewish people. They were monitoring the, the social and, and, and the different dynamics that went on in Eretz Yisrael. And they were observing that the Jews among themselves are not getting along. The past couple of months and even years have been months and years of political and social upheaval in Eretz Yisrael. The religious and the non-religious were not getting along. The political system in Eretz Yisrael was complicated as they went from one set of elections to the next to the next, and the government and the Jewish people struggled with themselves and with each other. Our enemies saw that we weren't getting along with each other, and our enemies saw, in this sense, a crack in the door, Rahman al-Itzlan, to stick their foot in and attack. Like, like a typical anti-Semites, like, like typical garbage that they are. They waited for a moment to, to for a moment of where we, they perceived us as being vulnerable, and they pounced upon it. But once again, of course, they're wrong. For even when there appears to be among Jews Yaakovs and Esavs, even when there appears to be among Jews a Rochel and a Leah, sons of Rochel, sons of Leah, who, who at many junctures seem like there is so much to pull us apart. When we face the actual Esavs of the world, when we face the actual Lovans of the world, when the truth of a Yid is exposed and revealed, we discover that we really are, really, are one nation. We really do love each other as Jews much more than the world ever anticipated. We're really ready to stand arm in arm and fight and face our enemies together and, and destroy them with Hashem's help and do it together as blood brothers, as Jews. Today in Eretz Yisrael, hundreds of thousands of soldiers are all fighting together. It doesn't matter whether they're outwardly religious or outwardly non-religious. We're all fighting for the same thing. We're fighting for the sake of our survival. And amazingly, I keep reading, one of the things that every soldier on the front line keeps asking for over and over again is a pair of tzitzis. 
There isn't a pair of tzitzis available anywhere in Eretz The army reservists, the soldiers, they all want them, and they're wearing them with pride. Some of them know very little about Yiddishkeit. But they know at this stage that we're all Jews. Whether we're dressed in the garments of Yaakov, or whether we're dressed in the garments of Esav, whether we're sons of Rochel, or whether we're sons of Leah, in the end, we are one people, Av Echod Lekulonu, with one father, and one Yiddish Neshama. You know, the Torah says that when Boaz marries Rus, right at the end of Megillah's Rus, all the way, and all toward the end of Perak Dalet, they finally get married. The people who've come around to celebrate this wedding between Rus and Boaz, they give Boaz a bracha. And they say, Yitain Hashem, may Hashem bless you, that this woman who comes into your home, who comes into your home, should be like Rochel and Leah. Asher Bonu Shteyam is both together build the Jewish house. And one of the things that means is that they're blessing Boyaz, the ancestor of Dovod HaMelech, Shloim HaMelech and Melech HaMashiach. They're, they're blessing him. That even when Jews seem to not be getting along, even when there seems to be strife and animosity between, between Jews, let them be like, let, let them always remember that they come from Rochel and Leah, two sisters who at the outs, from the outside look like they were Tzorazulazu. But in truth, we're sisters who loved each other. We're both committed to the same goal of building Klal, building Klal Yisrael. They knew it was necessary for both of them to be there in order to build Klal Yisrael. And they together facilitated their own and their sister's marriage to the same Yaakov, building one Jewish people with one, with one Yiddish and Neshama who serve Hashem Echad. May Hashem bless us all. Amen.